Vox Quick Hits. I'm Alana Okin, and I am a deputy editor at The Goods by Vox. This is the best money I ever spent. It's an essay series we run all about the purchases people make, both big and small, that have affected their lives. This week, we have a lovely essay by the writer Grace Linden all about the air filter she bought her parents out in California during the fires that raged last year. Here's Grace. More than 10,000 bolts of lightning struck the interior of Northern California last August. And in the days that followed, blazes ignited across the state and stifled the air. A week or so later, I flew home to San Francisco for the first time since before the pandemic. As we circled SFO, I inhaled what smelled like campfire through my mask. And over the loudspeaker, the pilot told us not to panic. This is not the first time I've flown over fire. The death toll jumping in California's most destructive fire ever. In 2018, the disaster known as the Camp Fire burned across Butte County, and through the airplane window, I could see the exact place where wispy clouds turned into heavy, viscous smoke. The Federal Climate Report released last month warns increasing extreme heat and drought conditions could make future wildfires even worse. Much has changed since then, and much has not. Everyone is masked now to protect against a virus that swamps supermarkets and wafts through restaurants. It's a strange world in which we must own multiple kinds of masks. After the campfire in 2018, my parents didn't purchase an air purifier. Nor did my friends, or my friends' parents, or anyone I know for that matter. I think we were all just so relieved to be able to breathe again. In comparison with other years, the 2019 fire season was relatively mild. Though tell that to the residents of Sonoma, where the Kincaid fire burned over 70,000 acres. Still, California made it through once again, and I remain confident in San Francisco's innate fortifications, bound as it is by three sides of water. For a fire to jump the mouth of the Golden Gate would be an extraordinary feat, and yet it no longer seems so unbelievable. Nor does it seem so unlikely that we will be breathing toxic air again this time next year. Since I no longer live in San Francisco, my concerns were for my family. The house I grew up in is old and somewhat porous, and outdoor pollutants can easily creep through the windows. None of us had noticed the effects of the smoke while indoors, but that doesn't mean the air was clean. In this year of no control, I can order an air purifier to help keep them healthy. Only a HEPA device, that's H-E-P-A, for high-efficiency particulate air, can scrub the air of 99% of its toxic particles. These are the machines that are found in operating theaters, research labs, and nuclear power stations. To the uninitiated, the world of HEPA filtration devices is vast and ugly. Across the board, most models look like industrial fans, and the few that could be loosely deemed attractive are expensive. But even if I had wanted to spend $600 on something super sleek, by the time I was ready to click buy, 
The only products left were shipping three, maybe four weeks down the road. In San Francisco, at the intersection of Portola Drive and Clipper Street, where Mount Olympus dips into Twin Peaks, the fog normally breaks into a blue sky. We crossed this hill a lot when I was growing up, and at the moment when the whole city would spill out before us like diamonds, my dad would glance back into the rearview mirror and say, you kids are the luckiest. And we were. I grew up with balmy weather and air that smelled like the Pacific, and for the most part, it's still like that. But the days that aren't are growing in number. After a few weeks of clean skies, my parents plugged in their purifier as they faced the October fires. I worry about their lungs, and I'm glad they have a machine that can vacuum up pollutants, and maybe some virus particles too. In truth, they probably would benefit from a second device, but for now, they have one, which is more than most people. While $219 is a small amount to pay for clean air, it is a high price if you can't afford food, or rent, or medical bills. It is a high price if the water in your city is already toxic or landfill runoff leaches into your garden. It is a high price that will probably only get higher. I bought the air purifier to buy my family time. Time we do not have. Time the politicians keep burning away. Some of us are privileged enough to be able to buy the stuff to protect against the bad air or dirty water or vicious storms. Most are not as lucky. I have to say, I hate this stuff. It takes up space and adds to the waste cycle. But it feels like buying platitudes instead of looking at this crisis and saying, okay, we will give up all these things to have fresh air and clean water and trees that stretch on forever. Why should we think that we are entitled to the world, to a new car every year or meat at every meal or air conditioning the second the temperature rises? And to this, we can now add the ability to buy air purifiers, respirators, and I'm sure a whole range of other products that have yet to be released. Nowhere does the divide between rich and poor seem starker than when planning for an uncertain and hazardous future. On September 9th, the day that never dawned, I discovered that climate change is the color of a blacked-out sun. That morning, I had a dentist appointment, and driving through the hills of San Francisco was the closest I have ever come to living in a video game. I made my way gingerly through the city as everyone else also putt-putted along with their brights flashing in the dark. Dogs bark loudly in search of the absent sun. A steady stream of ash fell on the cars and frosted the window panes. The sky was burning, and it never got light. <laughs> 